Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hey, we got a new intro. Good morning. It is Monday, November 13th, six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, Rob, you know what today is? Oh, what is today? It's Tim Scott's special day. Oh, this is the day where we uh, we shape so much of the show around his untimely, unexpected, and, well, frankly, well-deserved exit from the presidential Was primary. it unexpected? Is it unexpected? Tim Scott suspended his presidential campaign. He promised to stay involved in picking a Republican capable of winning the White House against Joe Biden next year, but uh, he did it I think to the surprise of his own staff. He made the announcement last night during Sunday Night in America with Trey Gowdy on Fox News. Yeah, so this is what's crazy and multiple outlets have reported this, that he goes on the show and he's sort of all over the map where because in the beginning he's almost talking about like going forward and he's talking about the campaign and then just randomly out of thin air says, that's it, I'm done. Did Like didn't tell his staff, didn't tell Trey Gowdy. It was just a complete surprise to everyone. Even, maybe even himself. Like he's watching the words come out of his own Stop mouth. tapping out. It's like the bubble in a cartoon that goes <laughs> above his head. Well, this is what he said. He announced that he's suspending his 24 presidential campaign. Joining me now is Ronna McDaniel, chairwoman nope, of the Republican National... We want number zero. We wanted Tim Scott announcing that he is suspending his 24 presidential campaign. So he said, when I go back to Iowa, I will not be a presidential candidate. Uh, okay, so, okay, I guess we have the audio now, and then I'll make this award-winning comment. Okay. One of the things I would recommend to every single American, I know it's not possible, by the way, if you ever want to love your country more, run for president. Traveling this country, meeting people has been one of the most fantastic experiences of my entire life. I love America more today than I did on May 22nd. But when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now. Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. And so I'm going to respect the voters and I'm going to hold on and keep working really hard and uh, look forward to another opportunity. Okay, so first of all, and Tim Scott seems like a very nice man, Mm -hmm. probably the sort of guy who, if he saw you stranded on the side of the road, would help you. However, there is so much ridiculousness in that little, little diatribe there. Okay, first of all, the voters are saying no. There's no one who's like, oh, my gosh, in a couple of years, you'd be great. And so let's just get that out of the way. The voters are saying no. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you love your what was the thing at the beginning? If you love your country, you should run for president. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is from just a f- pure financial screw the logistics and everything else that's involved? The ability to like 
don't work at a soup kitchen. Don't help the veterans. If you love your country, Casey, nothing says totally in touch with the people. Like like saying, if you love your country, you should totally run for president. Hey, if you have just a couple extra millions of dollars <laughs> sitting in your pocket, just burning a hole, here's an idea. Run for president. It, just, it really was insightful yeah. on how a completely out of touch so many of these people are that in his world, hey, if you care about this nation, you should totally buck up their buckaroo <laughs> and run for president. Hey, yeah, I realize you got a couple kids at home. I realize you're working a full-time job. I realize thanks to people like me, the inflation is totally out of control. But you just put it all on hold and you get your little behind out to Iowa and you should totally run mm-hmm. for president. Just do a tour. It's really simple to do, by the way. <laughs> so everybody's weighing in on this this morning. Ron DeSantis said that Tim Scott is a strong conservative with bold ideas about how to get the country back on track. He respects his courage to run this campaign, thanked him for his service to America and also the U.S. Senate. Oh, time, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Because all these people do this, and this is ridiculous. I was the, the courage to run the mm-hmm. campaign. Wait, wait, wait. All this guy did was take other people's money that he acquired in large part based on relationships he cultivated, taking money from taxpayers and spending that money, much of it to benefit other people, many of them who likely gave money to his campaign. There's nothing courageous about that. There's nothing about using other people's money to have a glorified six to nine month vacation. I just had to stop that because you hear these just ridiculous slobber fests when these people get out because it it makes sense, right? Like they want his voters. They want his endorsement. They're trying to coalition build. I get it. But that just I always laugh to myself as though. He ventured on some endeavor where he was parachuting himself into Palestine to try to free American hostages or something. No, he simply used other people's money to put himself on a glorified six to nine month vacation where he got hundreds of millions of dollars of free earned media. So when was the debate? I know I was on vacation last week. Wednesday. It was was Wednesday. Yes, that's right. So we're talking in less than a week. Yeah. He decided... Oh, maybe I'm out. Isn't that the... Cr- Why couldn't he have decided before the debate? Well, isn't that the thing, too? Because he, like many of these other people, are about as entertaining as that wall over there. <laughs> and you go into this debate, and if your campaign is on such life support that you say, well, within a week, we're going to be out of here, wouldn't you just go out, you know, guns blazing, blaze of glory, mm-hmm. flame throwing? I mean... And he was just like normal Tim's boring, you know, run of the middle Tim Scott. And it was, well, why, if you were that close to being done, why wouldn't you get your money's worth? Well, and that sounded kind of like that's what Vivek did. Yes. He was, you know, guns blazing. But Vivek, even with his tweet about Tim Scott dropping out, had to get a dig in at Nikki Haley because he <laughs> said, Tim Scott strikes me as a good dude. I gave Tim Scott a congratulatory fist bump on stage when the other South South Carolinian shamelessly copied exactly what he said. So Vivek is like, yeah, yeah, see you later, Tim Scott, but still getting a dig in at Nikki Haley. Look, we talked about this from the beginning. It really is a two, maybe three person stage. We've thought that from the beginning. We said it's Trump, it's DeSantis, and then there's probably some also alternative to Trump and DeSantis that appears to be Nikki Haley at this moment in time. And that's exactly how it has played 
out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's when you have one guy sucking up 50% of the oxygen in the room, there's just not enough oxygen for everybody else. And probably good for DeSantis that these guys, Pence and now Tim Scott, are getting out of this thing early because the only real chance to stop Trump, I think, is a coalition build around an alternative. Now, whether that is DeSantis, whether it is Nikki Haley, don't know. But these all these other people, you know, when you add up, well, he's only at 1%, or in the case of Tim Scott, he's only at 4%. Well, when you take a 4, and you take a 2, and you take a 1, mm-hmm. and you take a, you know, now you're at 10. Does that sound like a lot? No. But when you add them together, and if they all went to the same person, now you have a much more competitive thing going on here. I love it how Mike Pence even needed to weigh in oh, on this. Yes, he said, absolutely uh, sure he, he said, did. Tim Scott's a man of faith and integrity who brought his optimistic vision and inspiring personal story to people all all across the country, and he is my friend. Oh, he and he is my friend. He is my friend. What, what, what's, what, what, I always hear like this optimistic vision. So keep in mind, Tim Scott, like many of these other people, voted uh, in large part to cause the issues that are plaguing this country, the primary driver of which is inflation, which is in large part because Tim Scott and the Republicans in the Senate teamed up with a Republican president and Democrats in the House to print $5 trillion in one year. And I've heard nothing. What is the signature Tim Scott issue, Casey? Couldn't tell you. If anybody knows right now, whether you're in the YouTube chat or at Robin Kendall on Twitter, other than being a just a traditional vanilla middle of the road uh, personality, social conservative, what what is what was the Tim Scott platform like? What was the signature Tim Scott issue where you said, "Wow, that was just such a revolutionary idea"? And boy, what a vision! It was Reagan's morning again in America that he had set forth for this country. Like, what 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 vision? What, there was nothing. Yeah, he didn't really have so much an idea or a vision, but more of his story to tell that he grew up in poverty and made it to the Senate. Well, and great. then wanted to become president. Great, great for him. Yeah. You 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 had a, a somewhat challenging childhood and you became a United States senator. You're one of the most one hundred powerful people, most powerful people in the entire country. Mm-hmm. That's great. What a phenomenal accomplishment. But that also doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and go, wow, the country is so much better because you wasted six to nine months of your life using other people's money to essentially just get free television and radio time. Yay, Casey. We're all so much better served. (laughs) So Nikki Haley said that Tim Scott is a good man of faith and inspiration to so many. The Republican primary was made better by his participation in it. Was it? Have you, Was it made better? Have you ever noticed the just how these people just congratulate themselves? Like that is their default mm-hmm. action is to congratulate themselves and the people around them on their importance to the country. Tim Scott is a U.S. senator, so by default with that, he is a very important person in the sense that he is you know one of the 100 most powerful people in the country. But again, I will say, what is the core issue that Tim Scott has fought on? What is the, uh, you know, like a Rand Paul or, or who will hold up nominations or, you know, will go on TV and fight Dr. Fauci or like what, what it, again, if, if I have missed something, but I think I've paid relatively close attention <laughs> to one politics and the time Tim Scott has been in politics and two, I think I've paid relatively close attention to this campaign. I, 
I don't see it. it. He had the right to run. He chose to run. But there's nothing noble or great or like applause worthy over using other people's money that you have in large part been able to assimilate because of your position as a United States senator. Tim Scott's best moment through the entire campaign was the moment he announced. <laughs> You're right. And then it just went down. You're right. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. So uh, Rona Ronna McDaniel, she used her Sunday to do a lot of damage <laughs> control. And we'll get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. It is 22 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the RNC chairwoman, Rona McDaniel, she acknowledged frustration within the GOP after a string of recent election losses. But she insisted, she insisted the RNC is engaging voters. Oh, how exciting. So Rona Rana is Mitt Romney's niece. Mm -hmm. That's why she's there. Mm -hmm. Let's point out for everyone who's keeping track at home on multiple occasions, she has been endorsed and full and it had the full support of Donald Trump. Uh, she had competition this past time. Trump put her over the top. Uh, let's review the track record of Rona Rana. 2018, lost the House of Representatives. 2020, lost all branches of government. 2022, while they won the House, dramatically underperformed all expectations. And in 2023, lost the easily winnable governor's race in Kentucky, lost the Virginia legislature. Uh, horrible, horrible result with that abortion ballot initiative in Ohio. Uh, she sucks at her job, mm-hmm. and yet she is repeatedly defended by almost everyone in the Republican establishment, including, for some reason, Donald Trump. If you're a Donald Trump, only Trump person, explain this to me, why you are not holding Donald Trump accountable for repeatedly standing behind this woman, because she's horrible at her job. Yeah, and during that debate, Vivek uh, was destroying her reputation, demanded that she come on stage and resign, and I heard I heard that uh, you said because of that that he won that debate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, no, there's no doubt. But again, it's not... Like, and, and, uh, Merritt and I got into this. I think it was maybe it was Ethan. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Ethan. It doesn't matter. Anyway, these people are so close. And this is one of the problems with a Republican primary debate where everybody's pretty close on the issues. Trump was different in 2015, 2016, because he had like markedly different ideas from the rest of these other people. So it made it interesting. But when you have people in agreement on 80, 85 percent, probably even more of the issues, it just turns into some stylistic flamethrow contest Mm -hmm. where who won? Well, he had the best burn, so I guess we go with him. They all say the same stuff. So yes, by that standard, he totally won. However, Vivek doesn't have things, and he had no answer on like what he's going to do about the Navy, replenishing the Navy, all, all sorts of stuff. There was no specifics, but none of them really give specifics. So what difference does it make? Well, even after he flamed her, she decided that on her Sunday, oh. she was going to do some damage oh, control. Yes, absolutely. She went on Meet the Press, and she said that she met the moment and then was really chummy with Kristen Welker. 
Joining me now is Rhonda McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Chairwoman McDaniel, welcome back to Meet the Press. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Great to be with you. Really appreciate it. Let's talk about Tuesday night. Let's talk big picture. Republicans say that they had a tough night on Tuesday, obviously losses in Ohio, Virginia, Kentucky. What do you say to Republicans who say you bear some responsibility for that and you're not the right person for this moment? Well, I, I'm proud of the RNC, and I stand by what the RNC is doing. And, and some people don't understand what we do. We're a turnout machine, and actually it's going to look like more Republicans turned out in Virginia than Democrats. We actually turned out more Republicans than Democrats in Kentucky. We, we're not the messaging. That comes from the candidate, and that's up to them. But I'm very proud of our minority outreach that the RNC is doing, the 70 lawsuits we're in right now on election integrity, and our Bank Your Vote initiative. And I think it's instrumental in how we're going to win back the Senate when oh the White so this is like saying last night, mm -hmm. so there was a horrible Sunday night football game. Mm -hmm. It was the Jets and the Raiders. I mean, it was just awful. And even betting on it, you, I fell asleep in the middle of it because I just couldn't force myself to watch it. That is like saying the Jets kept getting the ball in the red zone but they couldn't get the ball in the end zone and so they had to keep kicking field goals and ultimately lost the game 16 to 12. That would be like the Jets going, look, uh, the offensive coordinator going, look, my job is just to get the ball in the red zone and uh, the scoring's up to someone else. Her saying, we're a turnout mm -hmm. machine. Our mm -hmm. job is not to win the elections. Right. What the hell is that? So uh, <laughs> since she took over in 2017, let's see, eight governor's races, three Senate seats, 19 House seats, one presidential race. But... But she's so proud. She's proud of what she's but, done. But this is the Republican Party, and this is why I keep I keep asking people, what reason is there for you to feel really good about the Republicans, to be a Republican loyalist? I'm not saying never vote for a Republican if a Republican earns your vote, but this across-the-board undying loyalty to these people— what do they offer you? What does the Republican Party as a collective bring to you now where you're like, oh my gosh, thank goodness they're here. Okay, so before we get into break, I just want to point out this thank-a-thon. Oh, yes. This is happening between uh -huh. Rona Ron McDonald and NBC's Kristen Welker. Thank you for being part of that because this is a time where we met the moment. Thank you so much for having us. It was Thank an you. honor Thank to co-moderate that debate. We <laughs> really appreciate it. Rhonda McDaniel, Thank thanks for being here. Thank thanks for having you. me. Good to see you. There, there was like five thank yous right there. <laughs> you know who I'd like to thank? Yeah. You know who I'd like to thank? Kurt, 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 Darling. Kurt Darling in the news. Thank you, Kurt, for doing the news. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you. Kurt. Thanks Kurt, for being here. Kurt, Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm so thankful you're coming up next. <laughs> it's 93 WIBC. 33 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the new Speaker of the House is busy. Mike Johnson, he announced something over the weekend. On Saturday, he was busy. He has a two-step plan for funding the government. Uh, I, I believe time's up. They, they have until Friday. Oh. And then, and then you know. Wait, wait, All wait. hell's going to break loose, Rob. Time out, Casey. Yeah. Are you insinuating, and I know there's no way you would actually be insinuating <laughs> this, so I'm going to ask this out loud. Yeah. Are you insinuating that your government failed to properly plan 
and is now scurrying to come up with some sort of <laughs> makeshift solution in order to once again not actually solve the problem at hand, but just further kick the can down the road. That's exactly what they're well, doing. Well, I'll be darned, Casey. <laughs> Who would have thought that was that was going to happen here? I, I, I mean, if only there was some radio show on between 9 and noon each day where people told you that was mm-hmm. exactly what mm-hmm. was going to mm-hmm. happen. So uh, apparently this package, or I guess packages, don't include spending cuts. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't say. But uh-huh. instead, they just extend funding at their current oh, levels. Oh, well, see, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I guess part of this is, though, that it only funds certain levels of the certain aspects of the government. It doesn't fund all the aspects of the government. I love, though, I was <laughs> I'm into work today, and I don't know which guy, which underachiever it was, but there was some, it was, I think, the top of the hour news or the bottom of the hour news, one of the two, and they played a clip from a Democrat representative, and again, I forget the guy's name, but he essentially goes, look, we all know you guys are going to cave eventually, and you're going to fully fund the government, Mm -hmm. so why don't you just spare us the song and dance of shutting the government down, pretend shutting the government down for two or three weeks, because we all know what you're going to do anyway. And I was just driving and thinking, had to be bottom of the hour news, because it's 7.30, that what what a total indictment of the Republicans that the Democrats are just basically goading them going, we all know you guys are just a weak bunch of wussies and you're going to cave anyway. So just spare us this song and dance mm-hmm. and just go ahead and fully fund this continuing resolution and let's just get on with our business. Don't, what act, an, like, don't act like you're going to do something but the, special. But this is why I told you, Casey, when people were having, you know, you know, just like aneurysms over this Johnson guy getting appointed speaker, I said, we have no idea what he's actually going to do. I'm not excited about any of these people because any person who was able to secure the votes of many of these Republicans isn't a person who's serious about spending. And once again, Casey, I will ask the question. Mm-hmm. If the Republicans continue to fund the government as they have been doing the past year, then what was the point? Because it's the Biden spending levels, right? It's the Biden budget. It's the Biden IRS. It's the Biden Justice Department. It's it's all, all the, the green Biden green dream. That's what we're funding right now. And if indeed you were just going to keep funding the Biden administration, what was the reason to vote for the Republicans? Like you mentioned, big song and dance. Exactly. Yeah. This is why, I mean, I, like, I don't know. You were gone, Casey, so... I have made it a point over the past week to try to be a kinder, gentler version of myself because I had a a long talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. This would have been two weeks ago, I guess, that said you have phenomenal ideas. Sometimes it's your style Mm -hmm. that alienates people. And as such, I've tried with vigor and enthusiasm Mm -hmm. to have a different style yet the same ideas and so this is why you notice i'm not name calling i'm not catch catch more flies with uh, honey i'm not insulting anyone i just am pointing out to the public at large (laughs) that the republicans have done nothing but essentially fund the biden government at biden's proposed spending levels there have been meaningless insignificant air quote cuts that have been made but nothing of any sort of substance and so this is what we told you was going to happen Uh, Look, I'm not going to call Jim Banks any names today, but I'm going to continue to say, doesn't this bring serious questions about the judgment of the people in the Congress who voted for all of this? Because nothing has changed. So Mike Johnson said that he wasn't the architect of the mess that we're in. (laughs) 
He's the guy who's going to try and fix it. Remember when it used to be the buck stops here? Yeah. Remember when Harry Truman, it was the you know the buck stops here. It doesn't not, matter. Whether, not this guy. Yeah. He's like, I didn't do it. It doesn't matter whether I made the mess. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter whether I inherited the mess. I have signed up in the case of Harry Truman mm-hmm. to be president of the United States. The buck stops here. In this case, you have just nobody that's willing to fight for what's right. You have nobody willing to fight for the actual solutions necessary to fu- to to fix our nation. And so kinder, gentler me says, don't anticipate things getting any any better anytime soon. Okay, so this is a two-step process. The first bill is going to extend funding until January 19th, and that is set to include funding for military construction, oh, veterans cool. affairs, well, wait, 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 time out, time transportation. Out. Time out. So yeah. what was the number one you said there? What was the number one Funding thing? for military construction. Boy, don't not Now, not funding our troops, mm-hmm. not funding the, we're not talking about body armor or bullets. We're talking about military construction. Now, mm-hmm. you think that, well, maybe that's a Navy ship. That's a whole lot of stuff. that it, You know this better mm-hmm. than anyone because mm-hmm. you just went on vacation with somebody who knows this better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Military construction, they always guise it as, well, we're building an aircraft carrier that's going to save each and every one of you people. No, a whole bunch of military construction is colossal fraud, waste, and abuse, <laughs> and bull crap that doesn't in any way benefit you or make you any safer. Okay. But it went first because uh-huh. who doles out the dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, it also includes Veterans Affairs, Transportation, Housing, and the Energy Department. Um, energy, by the way, I just saw something that Jennifer Granholm is going to She's be... She's the Energy Secretary. Right. Yes. Going to be showing Xi Jinping our nuclear... Well, that seems about right. Uh, facilities when he visits. Casey, what... That's what, a whole what, other what, subject. What's the issue with that? Is, we'll there get, some, is there some problem with that? No, not at all. Is there some all. issue with showing the head yeah. of China all of our uh, no. deeply deeply held in, no. in infrastructure vital to no. American existence? Just our national security. It's, the China, all, look, it's all good. The it's all good. Chinese government seems like very honest people. Yes, Casey. just and, smile. And, and and I don't, I don't we're know, all friends. I don't know what phobia this is you have. Is that xenophobia? Or I don't know what <laughs> phobia you're you're uh, relaying to our audience here, but I'm not going to stand for yeah, it. Yeah, my bad, my bad. So the second part of the bill would uh, extend funding until February. So we're going to get into the new year absolutely and that would include funding for the rest of the government did you ever notice how it's this is what i mean this happens every single time and the republicans run on no more continuing resolutions we're gonna solve the issue Mm -hmm. you elect us we'll get the spending under control it's just the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither bill does include additional aid for Israel oh. or Ukraine. Okay, but here's the thing: they're going to have to vote on whether they can even do this, and that's not a sure thing either. So while Mike Johnson can say this is our two-step plan, this is what we're going to do, well, they have to go vote on if they can do that, and and who knows if that'll even pass. So since voting is really about relationships, mm-hmm. let's a- let's ask it this way. Why would you, so you being the listener, you being the voter, why would you want to continually be in a relationship with a partner who lies to you every single time? How is that a healthy relationship? How is that a relationship where both parties feel good and are going to succeed? If you have a husband or a wife, whether it's, you know, extramarital affairs or spending addiction or whatever that is repeatedly lying to you and not following through to you on and by the way we've been at this for 30 years now of mm-hmm. the republican promises and them not being kept 
Why? Like, what? what is the point of continuing to engage in a relationship with these people? Oh, I believe you call that a toxic relationship. Yes, thank you. And many people would say that that is abuse. Yes. Hey, let's move on. Jen Psaki has her uh, her big time show. It's her lifestyle show. Is that on MSNBC? I don't know. what. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. And of course it is. What other network <laughs> is that going to be Trying to tee it up for you there, Casey. Yeah, it is on MSNBC. They ride bikes. They sit at picnic tables. They. You did this. You hosted a lifestyle show. I did, but I I never had Senator Warnock on my That's show. True, yeah, very good. Now, now, when you hosted, it was a TV show as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that was you were never happier than when you were doing your lifestyle show, right? <laughs> you know what's so ironic about this is uh, today is the anniversary of the day that they uninvited me. Oh, for that you were told show. your services are no longer yeah, needed. They said we're not going to extend that contract. Okay, look, okay. look at, at, and to each their own. And I'm sure there are many people who do lifestyle shows who just have an absolute blast. And you can speak from the heart on this. <laughs> Did you ever feel feel fulfilled mm. when your daily adventure ranged from what's the new koala's name at the zoo <laughs> to what is the new flavor of the month ice cream down at Floyd's Ice Cream mm-hmm, Shop? Like, mm-hmm. did you, when you ended your show each day, were you like, man, this was some real compelling contribution to society? <laughs> In the moment, I thought, yeah, this is awesome. Because you're getting paid for this. Right. Yeah, right. right. It was a lot of uh, Christmas decorations and whatnot. <laughs> uh, a lot easier than what I'm currently doing. But let's talk about this because uh, Senator Warnock was on the show and with Jen Psaki, her lifestyle show, and he he said it's a big contradiction for evangelicals to support Trump. Does it bother you that the evangelical community seems to be continue to very much be behind Donald Trump? Is that surprising? It's a deep contradiction. Mm-hmm. It's a deep contradiction. And um, I think that um, when the history of this period is written, um, we, we will have a lot to say about about that. Um, you cannot account for some of the divisive forces at work in our country, mm-hmm. sadly, without reference to what's happening in huge segment, segments of the American church. Well, for, first of all, the, this Raphael Warnock's personal life, and there's all sorts of investigations, et cetera, have been, are surrounding him is a total train wreck. So what was it? Don't judge lest ye be judged. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming from him, true, that's rich. However, also apparently unaware, the Bible is full of highly divisive figures, right? I mean, we're in 2 Samuel right now. For divisive figures, look no more further than David, one of the all-time great characters of the Bible. This guy and these people, the pro-abortion pastor is going to lecture anybody else on their moral standing or or anything else is just very rich, Casey. Well, one of the reasons why I wanted to play that is because this Georgia voter registration group that was founded by him is now under scrutiny for financial corruption. Yeah, thank you. So this is uh, completely like a pot calling the kettle black. Uh, uh, okay, well, we got to take a break yeah. because I, when we come back, I, look, I did something while you were gone mm-hmm. and I'm not... I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I did get permission from upper management in order to do the thing that I did. What did you do? Well, I have to make a full admission to you because I don't think you've caught on yet. Okay. And I I don't want you to, I want you to hear it 
when it's because we're told no one's listening, so it's just. Do us. you have a confession to make? I have. Uh, I did something oh, no. with your personal property <gasps> while you were gone, but I asked permission from our boss, <laughs> but not from me. No. Okay, I'm excited to hear about it. Coming up, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Casey on 93 WIBC. So I was off last week. I missed a whole lot. There were protests. There were elections. There Mm -hmm. were debates. And when I say missed a whole lot... I'm using that with air quotes because yeah. I, I really didn't miss any of it. No, you were on vacation? Yeah, I Congratulations. was. Congratulations. <laughs> By the way, just so you have the heads up, I formally yeah. turned in my, because people don't believe I'm actually doing this. Right. I formally turned in the paperwork this morning to mm-hmm. take the whole month of December off. <laughs> I don't believe you're doing that either. Uh, it is on our boss's desk right now. Uh, Seriously, you're going to take the entire month I have off. I told you this 30 to, do I make idle <laughs> no. threats no, slash you promises, don't, you, you don't normally do that. If I tell you I'm going to do something. Yeah. Uh, you normally are a man of your I, word. I, I, let me be very clear. I did not want to do this. Mm-hmm. I would have loved nothing more than them to have said, Rob, here is a, a pile of money mm-hmm. in exchange for you not taking these days. Here you go. I, I asked that. They said, no, we cannot do that. So thus, I'm not going to just lose the days. Yeah. Um, you so have that many vacation days. I will, I will be here for Radiothon uh-huh. on the 8th of December. And then other than that, I am. Uh, that's it. That's I'll see it, you guys huh? in 2024. Wow. Uh, so while you were gone. Uh-huh. Um, what did you do? Well, something took place. Yeah. And I want to put this on the record that I did seek permission from our boss, Matt Hiblin, uh-huh. who has been here for 9,000 years. So if anybody knows the radio etiquette and intricate workings of the radio business, it is Matt Hiblin. You mm-hmm. left a giant box of Cheez-Its on your desk when you left. I did. It's my snack. And it had been there for, I mean, look, it's not like you brought in a new box of Cheez-Its. This was an open box. Mm -hmm. It had been open for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I was hungry one day. (laughs) And I didn't want to bother you while you were on vacation, you know, because you were having all sorts of fun. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that since this box had been open for quite a while, not only were you not here to enjoy it, but it was going to go bad in the near future, yeah. because I don't know if you know, but that little paper tab doesn't that exactly tab isn't keeping it fresh. Keep things super fresh. No. And so I went to uh, our boss, Matt Hiblin, mm-hmm. and I said, is it poor etiquette if I take Casey's Cheez-Its? Because I think she would, one, I think she would not care. I don't want to bother her. Two... These are going to go bad. Yeah. And three, I'm just really freaking hungry. <laughs> and he proceeded to look at me and he said, no, absolutely not. Give me some of those. <laughs> he wanted some too. So uh, I, there are still some left. However, yeah. on multiple occasions while you were gone, yeah. I did partake 
in your cheeses, which are going stale, by the way. We were proven correct. They're beginning to lose crispness and flavor. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, like, make a federal case out of it, I'll be happy to buy you another box of Cheez-Its. If you want to just be a good and decent person, say, thanks, I'm glad you enjoyed my food while I was gone. I am a good and decent person, so I'm glad Thank that you. you enjoyed the food. I was there for you <laughs> to um, help with your <laughs> hunger pains. Did, did it help? Did it get you through the day? Oh, it was Were, were you munching on them while you were on the air? Well, just, you know, like top, top of the hour, you know, I might get a little handful. Uh-huh. It wasn't like I poured the whole box on a, on a plate. Uh-huh. I, I was very um, frugal, yeah. as I am throughout mo- most of my life. I was very frugal with um, using your cheeses because I wanted you to have some when you came back. And here's the thing, Casey. Yeah. You would have never even known if I hadn't admitted this to you. Uh, no, I did notice because the what, box- What, do you weigh them? <laughs> did you, is that a The part? box was not where I left it. Oh, <laughs> And it seemed a little lighter. Yeah. Well, I did, again, again, I did take it to our boss, and he said, mm-hmm. absolutely, it's fine. There's no problem in doing this. Yeah. So if you want to be mad, take it up with Matt. No, I'm not mad. I mean, I am the person who used to bring you breakfast that every morning yes. for an entire you year to ingratiate myself to you. You created the problem. Uh, so that's good. What would you do, though, if I had not brought in something to eat today and was starving myself? Uh, How are you going to solve that problem? Well, it's not your hunger is not my issue. <laughs> it's like remember when we left all the uh, high-powered weaponry in Afghanistan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't like Biden was concerned about whose hands that ended up in. Oh, you mean that's going to end up in the hands of Hamas? Ah, no big deal. You mean the Iranians might get control of this? That's not really my problem. It, the same thing. You left the food behind. Mm-hmm. It was on the desk. Mm-hmm. It was not really properly sealed. There was no note whatsoever. Heck, there, was there was no don't touch my was food Part note. of me that thought maybe you were just gifting those to me. Oh, yes. Yes. I was. You're absolutely right. Well, I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed the cheeses. Yeah, and I'm glad you had a great vacation. The cheese nips. Yeah. Hey, did you see that uh, Donald Trump showed up to that UFC did. fight, did. Madison Square Garden? Uh, just a thunderous amount of applause. Walked out of that tunnel like a rock star with Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson. And uh, Trump has even said that he would consider Tucker Carlson as a presidential running mate. He would do that, wouldn't he? He probably would pick Tucker Carlson. He said, I like Tucker a lot. I guess I would. Uh, I mean, do you think Do you think he really would? <laughs> of course. I think Trump would do whatever he thinks will get him the most amount of attention and the most amount of what he deems positive attention. Although, let's, let's if, it's, if we're going down in flames, mm-hmm. Let's pick somebody that's going to tell the truth and is going to is going to be able to articulate what's going on and is going to talk be able to talk about not just the country but also the Republican Party. I think I like this. Yeah, I think I'm for this, Casey. I've talked myself into this in the 30 seconds we've been doing this topic. I'm on board with this. I like this. Well, you know that they probably have a lot in common, or at least ripping on Fox, because Donald Trump has grown increasingly critical of Fox, and you know there's no love lost there with Tucker. Yeah, whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway, whether it's Tucker Carlson or whoever. It's not like the olden days when Johnson gave Texas to Kennedy. There's very few people out there that you think, well, this person could make all the difference difference for you. Mm-hmm. You're just picking some stooge lackey anyway. Look, you won with Mike Pence as his vice president. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson would be a great choice. I'm all on board with this. Did you see the picture of Kid Rock and Dana White and Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson and then uh, one of the 
Trump kids all hanging out together. What do you think of that? Nice, nice little machismo there. It's mm-hmm. nice to see a little alpha in the room. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking, that it seemed to be a little bit of pushback of all the feminism of men that's been taking hey, place. Hey, and I know we got to get to a break here mm-hmm. soon, but speaking of, of UFC, I think they may have saved a certain product. Oh. I, I, and I'm, I'm going to go off total, totally anecdotal evidence mm-hmm. here, but I have sold so much Bud Light in the past two weeks. Oh, we need more time to talk yeah, about this. I, as, uh, and I was thinking that as every time somebody comes in and orders now, mm-hmm. they're not being made fun of anymore. And I thought, yep. why the hell is this happening? And then I realized that the UFC, Bud Light gave UFC, what, it's like a billion dollars or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yep. So later on in the show, we have to get into this because I think Bud Light is back in the good graces of, of humanity. All right, we will get into it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 